0: The life expectancy for a gangster is about 30 years old. That's about as, that's about as long as you're going to live. And uh, I'm 30 years old. And that, that's kind of scary to me. You know, if, if I don't change my life now, like I'm doing, you know, I'm going to be that next person on that list. What you have
1: to understand is, especially when there's tensions between groups, most times the main players, the guys that have the problems with each other, aren't street level, they're insulated from street level. And so what what can happen a lot of times, and what has happened a lot, and especially in the lower mainland, is the only person you can get to from a particular group is the low level line workers, the runners. And there's been lots of cases where some kid trying to make an extra 150 bucks for eight hours of work driving around. Ends up with a bullet in his head, dumped off Clearbrook Road.
0: I, I think I spoke to one officer one time and, and I was talking about Sean being in hockey and he said, everybody has hockey pitchers. And I think it's frustrating for law enforcement to keep seeing children slaughtered
2: all these people that have been murdered, they're, they're young people. Most of them are young people that, you know, they're 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. They haven't matured yet. They, they, are, they haven't even had a chance to become an adult in their life.
3: And in my experience, it's usually a, a sort of like a 10-year um, span you have to look at and that research will will enable you to see where the gang life starts and where it ends. And normally it ends in uh, death, imprisonment, or being on the run and paranoid because someone will kill you if they find you. So if those are your options, then anyone who's able to talk to a young man or a woman about staying away from gang life um, should do it. And my advice to any young person who cares to listen is, think about your life and how long uh, you want to live and how much you want to do in your life. Because gang life is short and it ends ugly. It ends bad, always it ends bad.
2: I woke up to the radio and I woke up to the news saying that, you know, there was a young girl murdered in a black truck in Port Coquitlam and My first thought was, oh my God, maybe that's Brianna. And then I thought, no, that's not Brianna because Brianna doesn't have a black truck. I was at work that day.
4: Um, I received a phone call from my brother-in-law, Sean's dad's brother, which was unusual for me to get a call from work from him. And he told me that he was really sorry, um, but, that our niece had called and said that she had seen Sean's car on TV with the story of the two people that had been found killed that morning. And I had heard that story on the radio in the morning and paid no attention to it. And he suggested that I call the police just to be sure.
2: So I did. Carol, it's Troy and that was Brianna and my heart just stopped. You know, I I just started yelling at him and um, I just, I just you know, hung up the phone and I ran to my girlfriend's office and had said to her, that was Brianna. And, um, It was one of the most horrible days of my life.
4: And when they drove up, there's two black vehicles, and all these people get out. And you just know. (sighs) And then they come into my office, and we go up to a meeting room, and someone says, before we sit down, can you look at this driver's license? Is this who you're talking about, who we're talking about? And they show me Sean's driver's license.
0: Just turned 21. March. A couple months into being 21. It was a time that I I can't uh, put into words. Everything stopped. Uh, just total disbelief.
1: So, my friends from work, my bosses, took me to the Kogulum RCMP, and I just went in there and I said, I think that was my daughter. And um, that was how I found out I lost my little girl and my friend because of her involvement with drugs, and those people that she helped with. And um, uh, that was the day that the sun doesn't rise in my life anymore. The closest phrase I can give you is walking up to somebody and ripping their heart out of the chest and throwing it on the ground in front of them. That's what you're doing to that person. Uh, the, the thought that your child has been killed uh, and even and, and even then the thought that there's guilt about how you've raised a child and, and what you did wrong and the thought that, that that it, it's not some just random accident, but, it, but somehow it's this horrible, evil world that they were involved in that's, that's led to it. it there, there's no, there's, there's no, where does that parent go? Where do you, where do you take your mind to have, find solace after that happens to your child? Uh, this person that you raised and, and watched go sideways and prayed for every night, and then they're dead. That, that's just not a day I want any parent have to go through. I don't want any child to put their parent through that. It's not... It's it's not something anybody should have to go through.
0: You know, like my best friend, you know, he's not coming back, you know. He's supposed to be the best man at my wedding, and... Uh, yeah, I'm getting married this summer, and he's not going to be there. And... Uh, That breaks my heart.